The Sons of Saturday podcast is brought to you by our friends at Main Street Pharmacy. Located right on Main Street in Blacksburg, Virginia, Main Street Pharmacy is proudly owned by a Hokie family and has been a partner of this podcast since 2020. MSP offers free delivery, curbside pickup, and vaccinations as well. If you are a student or resident in the Blacksburg area, you can always trust that at Main Street Pharmacy, you are not just a number, you are a neighbor. Tuesday, February 27th, it is around 5.44, so the men play in 16 minutes or an hour and 16 minutes, 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock, not sure, but I'll be tuned in. Um, interviewing Olivia Sumil here in a little bit, which I'm really looking forward to, one of the seniors that were honored on Sunday. Uh, great person, great personality, great family, um, really, really solid player and has made a huge difference for this team this year, but I wanted to take a second. I didn't want to spend the entire time talking about uh, the festivities. So I wanted to take some time to talk about it here. College game day came to town at Virginia tech this past Sunday. Number five, Virginia tech was taken on UNC. UNC team, really good. Um, really, really talented team who tech has beaten six times in a row now after this past Sunday uh, and college game days here. The senior nights for Georgia Amor, Kayla King, Liz Kitley, Olivia Sumil. It was incredible. So I just wanted to kind of paint the picture of kind of how this day unfolded. First and foremost, Virginia Tech becomes one of a very few schools who have had college game day in town for men's basketball, football, and now women's basketball. Really, really cool. Um, I'm sure a lot of tech grads are getting this. It's interesting being from New Jersey, but I'm getting text messages from people I went to high school with, grade school, former coworkers from all over the country about this. Um, are you seeing Virginia Tech on ESPN? Yo, your women's basketball team, have you seen the footage? I'm there. It's awesome. Yeah, it's sick. Our fan base is awesome. Our women's basketball team is fantastic. To give you an idea of how this day unfolds, college game day starts in Castle three, four hours before tip-off. Half the stadium is full, um, loud, engaged, paying attention. And uh, ESPN did a great job. They're interacting with the crowd. They brought out Liz. They brought out Georgia. They brought out Coach Brooks. Um, and even when they're not talking about Virginia Tech, the, state, the fans are booing any team they talk about. They're talking about Iowa, they're booing. South Carolina, they're booing. North Carolina, they're booing. Everybody. Um. But in terms of just scale and how much I always compare it to the Beatles of how much this team has kind of captured this fan base. They have everybody leave the stadium. Interesting decision making, but everybody has to leave the stadium and go outside. So I'm watching from the student athlete performance center and folks are walking. So the line basically went from the front door of Castle Coliseum all the way to the stadium outside of lane by the practice fields. Um, unbelievable. Unbelievable infomercial and moment for Virginia Tech in general. It has been so cool to watch Virginia Tech be at the epicenter of women's basketball when women's basketball, let's just be honest, in the last three to five years has been having an unbelievable rise, meteoric rise nationally. 
Um, you are not just getting people who like a player on the team or will support all of their teams. Women's basketball is a brand that is healthy and thriving right now at the collegiate level. Um, and uh, it's it's amazing to be right at the forefront of it. So Virginia Tech wins the game 74 to 62. We're going to get into the nitty gritty here um, on the game with uh, with Olivia. But in terms of the festivities, a couple things that I walked away with from the senior walkouts, every player, every parent, every friend, every sibling genuinely has a relationship and connection with Coach Brooks. You can see it in the photos, in the videos. You can feel it when they are on the presser table after games. Not only is it impressive what Coach Brooks has done in terms of winning basketball games, but the relationships that he has built with these players that are there now and that have left. If you go ahead and you ask, if you ask Reagan McGarity, if you ask Sammy Hill, Vanessa Panousis, any of those players how they feel about Coach Brooks, it's the same. It doesn't drop off. When he talks about a family mentality and a culture of family and caring about one another with winning on top of it, he has personified that. He has done that. Every time we've interviewed him in some way, shape, or form, he alludes to that, and you can see it with every single player. Um, extremely awesome for every single player that comes out. Um, Raven Kitley, she had her own moment. If you weren't watching, uh, if you weren't there, you probably didn't see it. Um, but she gets, uh, she gets a framed photo of the entire team signed by the entire team, takes the photos with everybody. Um, the way that Hokie Nation has embraced these players and their families has been so, so cool. I mean, every time I'm walking in the concourse, Raven Kitley is signing autographs, um, which is, which is pretty damn cool. Um, absolutely love that. Um, and let's talk about just some of these seniors and some of the performances. Liz Kitley, I want to shout out Brooke Leonard for pointing this out. Liz Kitley's first home ACC game was January 5th, 2020 against UNC. She played in front of 1,939 fans. Senior night against UNC, Virginia Tech wins the game in front of 8,925 fans with college game day in the building. And literally hundreds of people sticking around for an hour plus after the game for an opportunity to take a picture, an opportunity to sign an autograph. Unbelievable. Her contributions to Virginia Tech on the court and off the court cannot be emphasized enough. Um, in terms of my athletics playing the sport here, Mount Rushmore, Liz Kitley is on it. Her ability to consistently be so effective every single night when she is the focus of the defense every single night is unbelievable. UNC is not new to Liz Kitley going off against their team. This is their sixth win over UNC here. Liz Kitley with a pedestrian 34 points on 11 of 17 shooting, six rebounds, and 12 of 14 from the free throw line. Um, I love that family so much, and they are incredible, incredible ambassadors uh, for this program. And we're going to look back at the success that we're having now and the success that it looks like we're going to have in the future. And the shoulders of Elizabeth Kitley have propelled and made a lot of this happen. Um, and she is a truly, truly generational player um, and generational person. 
So um, Liz Kitley absolutely dominated the game. Georgia Amore, um, aside from her game, we'll talk about the game first. She had two fouls in the first half, and she had to sit a good bit. Um, but there were multiple stretches in this basketball game. Uh, Ed Williams alluded to this. He said, the only other time that I have felt like this in this stadium was, was when Justin Robinson broke the assist record against Syracuse. And her ability to capture moments of games. I'm going to read you just basically what happened in four possessions in a row for Virginia Tech. It's the 741 mark in the fourth quarter to the five minute and 43 mark in the fourth quarter. Four possessions. Kitley Jumper, assisted by Georgia Amore. Matilda Eck, three, assisted by Georgia Amore. Three-pointer by Georgia Amore. Clara Strack, layup, assisted by Georgia Amore. She has stretches like this three or four times throughout games where she completely takes over and just picks apart her opponent. Um, A ton of fun to watch. We tweeted out the picture today. You got got Ed Williams has his hand on his head. I, I just have my jaws touching the floor. It's some of the best basketball I've ever seen in the building. Um, And she does something like that every single game. But I want to talk about this week and quite frankly, this like month-ish for her. Let's do a little bit of a role reversal here. So let's say that you leave your family in America to go to New Zealand to play rugby. Rugby in New Zealand is no joke, by the way. Or let's say that you maybe move from... Austin, Texas, to go to Pakistan to play cricket. Imagine trying to explain to your former high school friends, your parents trying to explain to their friends at church or at uh, pottery class, how much of a moment is being had if you are at the top of the game in that country. That's what's happening with Georgia Amore right now. And she was able to have her entire family out here, her sister, grandparents, parents, friends. She probably had a group of 12 to 15 people that are out here. And I just thought it was so special for them to be able to come out here and see with their own eyes um, what kind of moment is going on here. Um, Truly, truly special, truly, truly emotional. Um, I, I don't know how to I obviously can't relate to this. I think my my only example here was I'm a big uh if you have a podcast, you have something that you're trying to promote. Uh, here's a little tip for you. Join Facebook groups and Reddit threads uh, that are associated with the niche that you're in and try to promote it there. So that's what I did. I was literally, you know, crazy bill here. I was joining some of these like Reddit groups like Youth Basketball Ballarat Australia, um, Ballarat Australia community feed. And I'd be posting this. And some of the comments will be like, Oh my gosh, Georgia Amor, everybody talks about how big she is, but I've never seen it like this. And it, it's so funny to try to put yourself in that position where you completely leave where you come from and you are at the absolute pinnacle of whatever you came over here to do. And um, I'm so glad that her family had the opportunity to see that. Kayla King defensively was completely on another level in this basketball game. Uh, you won't see it on the stat sheet, and she does this quite often, um, which is why if, if she just keeps shooting because they're going to start to fall and it's going to make a huge difference for this basketball team. But she's finding ways to affect the game that a lot of other players may just get frustrated and not be looking for. She must have had 10 deflections in the first half of this basketball game. Um, ton of fun to watch. Had a tough, tough draw, some tough defensive uh, assignments. But 
in that time where Georgia had to leave the game and you're basically relying on, all right, let's string some good offensive possessions back to back to back here and let's play some good defense. Kayla King was one of the biggest reasons that we were able to do that. Um, and I want to reiterate, Kelly Gramlich said this the whole time. UNC is no slouch. UNC is a damn good basketball team. Um, so incredible job by her and her contributions to Virginia Tech over this tenure have been unbelievable. Um, doesn't talk a ton, isn't really concerned with the fanfare. None of them really are. But I said this previously, a lot of folks would get upset or a lot of folks would get jealous. Um, and I think she has embraced her role and she has embraced what she does and what she brings to this team. And Virginia Tech has embraced her right back. And it has been awesome, awesome, awesome to watch um, how she continuously uplifts this team and leads this team. And lastly, I want to say Olivia Sumil. I'm uh, going to talk to her in a little bit. She had 14 rebounds in 22 minutes. Let me just say that again. She had 14 rebounds in 22 minutes. Another completely unselfish player. She has an ability to stretch the floor and the love for her teammates and the game and her coaching staff is absolutely unreal. So I can't say enough things about these four. Um, it is such a joy to watch them do their thing uh, and watch them just kind of capture the hearts and minds of uh, not just people at Virginia Tech, but all across the country. Um, absolutely awesome. If you walked around the stadium, you would have seen uh, Raven Kitley signing autographs, but you also would have seen somebody wearing some sort of apparel, Queens of Castle, Georgia Amor, Liz Kitley, Kayla King. Um, it, it is more than just a basketball game. It's like a, um, it's like a concert. Literally feels like a concert when you go to these. Um, I've never seen anything like it. Virginia Tech wraps up the season on the road at Notre Dame and at UVA. We're going to be doing a ticket giveaway for the UVA game. We're going to have about 10 tickets that we're giving away. So if anybody is interested, um, keep an eye out for that. The Hokies have clinched a one seed in the ACC tournament and are currently slated as a two seed in the Albany, Ohio State region right now. Now, if they went out, I don't really see a world that they aren't going to attain a one seed. Um, but, you know, who cares? Just keep winning basketball games. Um, I want to end on this. What Virginia Tech is doing right now, what's happening at Virginia Tech is unprecedented, at least in our world at my age. Um, if you look back at 2014, Virginia Tech was 1-15 in, in conference play. They were Wake Forest in conference play 15, uh, 10 years ago. Coach Brooks has won 20 games every year since he has been hired here, minus the virus. Hashtag minus the virus. He's won 20 games every single year. We have two generational talents in Liz Kitley and Georgia Amore. Um, extremely outgoing, a fan group that is locked in on them nationally. This is not a Virginia Tech movement. This is an entire country movement. Um, and lastly, it's just the people. The parents, the staffs, the fans, everybody pulling in the same direction. Truly, truly a special day. If you have the opportunity to go see this group, uh, whether it be in South Bend, whether it be in Charlottesville, whether it be hopefully at Castle Coliseum and the tournament or one of those tournament games or Greensboro, I strongly, strongly encourage you to do so. Um, these are one of those moments that we'll be talking about for decades and decades and decades. And um, it has been so cool to watch. So, that's all I have. I just wanted to get 15 minutes in talking about it. Um, really looking forward to talking to Olivia. Um, and uh, yeah, 
looking forward to it. It's going to be an awesome, awesome March. And um, Virginia Tech continues to look to rewrite the record books and uh, rewrite what people may think about this school. So um, keep on keeping on. Looking forward to it. And we will uh, chat soon. If you are on podcast, stick around. The Olivia Sumil uh, interview will come on right after this. If you are not, I will link it right somewhere over here. So take care, everybody. Hey, guys, this is Ali Jennings III, wide receiver for your Virginia Tech Hokies. When I committed to Virginia Tech football, I committed to the best. That's why I chose Harvey's GM in Radford. Why settle for less when you can have the best? Go to Harvey's GM for all of your vehicle needs. Tell them Ali sent you. That's Harvey's GM, Tyler Ave in Radford, or go to their website at harveysgm.com for more info. All right, everybody, Tuesday, February 27th. It's nice, actually, because it's starting to get darker later, which is really nice. It got dark around 6.30 today, so we're getting out of the thralls of uh, of the darkness ages here that we're in, but um, super-duper excited about our guest today. One of the smiley, smiliest people you will ever see play sports or do anything graduate forward and senior from Dayville, Connecticut with Hokies women's basketball, your fifth ranked Hokies women's basketball team, Olivia Sumil. Olivia, how are you? I'm doing awesome. Thank you so much for having me. And before I've learned this lesson a couple of times before I pronounce it wrong, literally the entire podcast. And for everybody that's listening, is it Sumil or Sumil? You said it perfect. The first time Sumil. Perfect. Olivia Sumil. So not sure if you're familiar. We start our podcast with haikus. Um, we get listeners submitted haikus. So we actually got three of them. You know, people are excited when we get multiple haiku submissions. So first one from BTH Hokie or BT Hokie. Love our number 20. She grabs rebounds aplenty. Live a real Hokie. Well done. Well done. <laughs> that is incredible. Mary Shoemaker. Your time here was short. But we love you oh so much. Glad you're hokey. Another good one, Mary. Oh, that's well so done. Sweet. <laughs> and the last one, Pete McGee. Pete McGee might be the haiku king. We got to send this guy like a uh, like an In and Out Burger hat or a Burger King crown. So short she's been here, bringing hokies lasting cheer, memorable year. Wow. Oh, that was a good one. That was a great good. one. Really good. So. Awesome. Olivia, first and foremost, uh, I just recorded uh, a little bit on the senior night festivities, but I wanted to ask you, like, how was it for you? We were talking a little bit about this after the game. Uh, last year, for those of you who don't know, Olivia participated in senior night at Wake Forest, kind of. She got to do it on FaceTime. Um, so had COVID, was being conscious, being smart, staying out of trouble. And then last night, you said, I'm actually going to participate. I'm going to grab 14 rebounds, and then I'm actually going to take the rest of the night off because I'm going to foul out. So how was senior night? How was senior night for you with the festivities and with the family and everything? Oh, my goodness. It was incredible. Like, yes, their Sunday was – it couldn't have gone any better. Um, the fans, wow. Like, what an incredible atmosphere to be a part of. Um, my, my family got to obviously walk out on the floor with us and they couldn't believe they're like, it's so much louder down here. And I'm like, I know it, it's just absolutely incredible. Um, but yeah, like you mentioned, I wasn't able to participate fully in my, in my senior night at wake. So this was definitely a special way to wrap up such, um, an incredible, incredible college career and, and time playing, but 
wow, to do it in front of Hokie Nation, I, I couldn't, it couldn't have gone any better. It was such an incredible day and so, it's such a fun moment to be a part of. So the first question I typically ask anyone that I interview that's an athlete is why Virginia Tech? You spend a career at Wake Forest, one extra year. Um, and transparently speaking, being a forward, playing the type of basketball that you play, um, you're coming in and you're playing with one of the best centers in the country. Um, and you had a lot of production at Wake Forest, but what was it about Virginia Tech specifically that really intrigued you or Coach Brooks or what led you to Virginia Tech? Yeah, so I think I always tell people um, going through the recruiting process the second time, it was a really cool experience because getting it, getting into this process the second time around, it's like, look, I've been through college now. I know what to expect. Um, so, so all the salesmen and all the sales pitch, like we, I know, I know what I'm getting into, right? Like this is a new experience, but one that I'm, I'm very familiar with. Um, so going into the portal, I knew that I wanted to stay in the ACC. I absolutely love this conference and I just feel like my style of play really fits. Um, with with the way that we play here in, in the Atlantic Coast Conference, um, so that was definitely one of my one of the things on my lists, uh, one of my priorities. But um, I would say the biggest thing was relationships and finding somewhere that I could really fit and really fit in with the style of play, the girls, and obviously the coaching staff. Um, and I think Virginia Tech really kind of checked all of those boxes. Um, I, I went on my visit here, and my parents were in town for it, and it was just a really a really cool moment. I kind of felt like I clicked and, and fit in. Um, right away. And also just to be a part of a winning culture, right? Like, like you had mentioned, um, there's some franchise players returning and I knew that. Um, but I, I really think that part of my game that I take pride in the most is, is just doing the little things and doing, doing them what I can to help the team win. Um, and so I felt like there was an opportunity to do that here at Virginia tech and, um, was able to stay in the ACC family. And it's, I'm really happy with my decision thus far. What is it about? I mean, I'm surprised to hear you say that what I, I don't hear a lot of folks think about it this way, but what is it about the ACC that is so special to you? It's obviously, it's obviously the best conference in women's basketball. There's no question about that, but are there any other factors that you really like about it? Yeah. I mean, I would say just like the rich tradition, the rivalry and the competition that you're going to get night in and night out. Um, you're playing against like, I was just talking to my dad about this the other day, the, the coaches that I've played against in my career, like I've played against some hall of fame coaches, which is such a cool thing to, to be able to say. Um, but the level of play is just, it's, it's every night in the ACC is going to be a dog. Um, and just to be a part of that is something so special. And like I said, like the style, the physicality, the pace, I think that just really speaks to, um, to, to my game and the way, the way that I like to play, I feel like I fit in, whereas I'm not sure my style of play might fit in in an SEC or, or a big 10 particularly. Um, but just my experience was just so great and love the level of competition. And, um, it's, it's a fun, fun conference to be a part of. So what was your view of Virginia tech as an opponent? You obviously played against Virginia tech every single year. Um, when you were at wake, what did you know about the players? What did you know about the coaches? Um, what was kind of your experience? Yeah, I mean, it was definitely a team that we always respected going into it. it it's a tough matchup when you when you have to guard Elizabeth Kitley on the inside, Georgia Amor on the outside, Kayla King from from three. Um, so I, I definitely were very familiar with them on that front. My sophomore year when we played them at Virginia Tech, it was during COVID, and so I actually got to sit in the stands in Castle when we were on the bench, right, with our masks on and and seats apart. We had to go down the stairs to check in. It was, it was a crazy experience in Castle. They were fans weren't allowed, so the atmosphere wasn't that wasn't that intense. Um, but always a team that you knew that they had multiple threats, multiple levels of threats. Um, so you always had to, had to um, 
bring your A game and be ready to play. Um, I had some defeat over my time with Virginia Tech, but I also had some wins in there too. We, I know we beat them in the ACC tournament one year, and um, that, that was a fun time. Beat them that year um, at Castle during COVID, but um, always had the utmost respect for this group of girls um, because – as I know now firsthand, um, they are some hardworking, they're a hardworking group. So to be able to witness it on the outside and then um, be able to join, become a part of the Hokie family now, it's been a really cool experience. So I'm going to say one of my favorite things about your game and just basically almost everybody that Coach Brooks has brought into uh, the program from the portal. You are a great fit as a player. You have a massive impact on and off the floor, but you're completely unselfish. Um, when you look at a player like Kayla King, you look at a player like Matilda Eck, you look like a, at a player like you. Um, if you look at the stat sheet, the shots are down, but the efficiency is way up. You're having career high in field goals. You're having a career high in rebounds. When you came here, was that something that you thought about? Was there an aspect of your game that you really wanted to improve? Was there a style of play at Virginia Tech that really intrigued you? How do you think you've grown as a basketball player uh, in Coach Brooks's system and here at Virginia Tech? Yeah, I mean, it's been cool to really experience Coach Brooks firsthand. Um, I know in the summertime, I was always um, picking his brain and asking a bunch of questions. And to be able to see how his mind works is, is really awesome. Um, he's very intelligent when it comes to basketball. And he has a plan, and he's going to stick to it. And um, he puts the right people in the right places to be successful. Um, he's, he's very good at manipulating the situation um, to get what he wants out of it. And so it's, it's been really cool to watch him and um, the coaching staff. They're, they're, they've been awesome to work with. Love all the assistants and, and the rest of the support staff. Um, an incredible group there. Um, but I definitely think um, coming into this season, I, I just wanted to, to find my role um, and do whatever the team needed to, to help have help us reach success right i know last year the bar was set so high um so we knew coming in that this team they they want to win and then they've had that experience with the winning culture and so how can i take what i know and my experience and add to it um i think if you look at our team we have four returners five freshmen and three transfers so it, it's we got the core returning, but essentially it's a whole new team. So I've just been really trying to find find my stride and and find ways that I can contribute my experience because I have played in the league for four years. So just trying to find ways where I can contribute that experience and that knowledge and um, bring some a leader a little bit of a leadership aspect to it as well and and just doing what I can to help the team win. So it's been really fun to see us gel um, in the last couple weeks in the last stretch of the season. Obviously, it, it took some time. There was a little bit of a transition period for us transfers, but. Um, we've, we've been trying to grind it out and put our heads down and kind of work through that a little bit. And, um, it's been nice to see that work pay off. And you mentioned kind of fitting in. It, it's so funny to see how effective, uh, Liz yourself and Clara are and how different your games are. I look at a Liz Kitley and she is, it looks like she has gone to Bill Russell, like post school for 15 years in a row in terms of just her, her post uh, availability. And then you look at Clara Strack and it's see ball, get ball, block ball, make layup, <laughs> like just very, very, um, she's way ahead of uh, where she should be as a freshman, transparently speaking. And then with you, your ability to stretch the court. And honestly, I kind of, I kind of sized you up a little bit. You're not six, six, you're not six, seven, you're not six, five, um, 14 rebounds the other night. So I want to ask specifically, it's such a crowded paint. And there's so much activity going there, but it seems like you guys are always on the same page. You're never running into each other. You're never in each other's way. 
How did that chemistry come to be with a player who has dominated the paint for years, a freshman who comes in, who's got an extremely high talent level, and then you who crash the boards all game, stretch the court. How do you all have this symbiotic relationship in such a short period of time? Yeah, I, th I think it comes down to what happens behind the scenes and, and all the work that goes into it um, in practice and, and on the day to day. It definitely takes time to build chemistry, but we had that Greece trip in August. And I really think that that was a really pivotal moment for us as a team because we were able to come together and get to know each other off the court. And I think that really helped strengthen and build that bond on the front end. Um, and then just continuing to work and, and reading and knowing what Liz likes to do and how I can play off of her. And um, obviously she draws a lot of attention in the paint. So just trying to find opportunities where, um, and just reading the defense really is reading if, are they doubling her? Are they not? Are they sagging? Are, are they playing up tight? So it's really, it's really just, I think, reading and, and being able to read and react and, and be responsive in the moment um, because teams are guarding her and throwing a bunch of different things at her to try to see what sticks. Right. And I think it's, it's tough when you have a player like that, who's able to make those in-game adjustments and, and find other ways to score. And, and then, like you said, Clara, she, she's going to be really good and has been really good for us this season. And um, it's really fun to, to play with her and um, kind of take her under our wing a little bit and, and get her where she needs to be. Because as a freshman playing this high level of basketball, it, it's not an easy task. And I think she's handled it with, with such grace. Um, she, she's definitely, you can see her wheels turning sometimes, but she's a very smart freshman. And I think that's, what's really helped her kind of grow in the moment. So it's, it's, I think the chemistry is, is, is a two way thing and building on and off the court. But I think in practice, coach Brooks puts us in situations that we see in games and that, that definitely helps us. So I want to talk a little bit about off the court. Um, you were on the student advisory committee where you were the division one rep, um, I always tell interns that work with us, student athletes that take on additional work, like that is so admirable because you have a full plate. You have practice, you have weights, you have school, you have commitments all over the place. And for you to take on a responsibility like that or be interested in doing that, I just want to know what was the compelling reason for you to do that? What did you learn and what did you take away from that experience? My experience within SAC has been an extremely rewarding one. I think we are currently in the most chaotic landscape in college athletics. Um, there's so much going on. There's so many moving pieces, whether you talk about the transfer portal or NIL or um, conference expansion, there, there is so much going on. Um, and to be able to experiencing it as it's happening and, and being able to, to, um, I guess, see both sides, see the perspective of being a student athlete and then using SAC to kind of take a step out and look look at how all of this is impacting not only just me and my sport, um, but all across the NCAA and what that looks like for other sports as well. Um, it, it's been a really rewarding experience. I think um, being able to meet and get to interact with and collaborate with other student athlete leaders it's really special, right? To be in a room full of student athletes who are just as passionate as, as doing what we can and using our voice and platform to enhance the student athlete experience. It's, it's a really special thing to be a part of. And especially at the, the national level um, where we travel to Indianapolis a couple of times a year, whether that's in the summer, if we can, can travel in season, um, 
to have conversations on impactful legislation, it really shows you how much value there is in the student athlete voice. So just being able to, to represent, um, I know right now, it was funny, I was just on a call last night um, and there's a big proposal going on with women's soccer proposal. And I had the Virginia Tech head coach email me. I've had, when I was at Wake, I was in conversations and meetings with the soccer head coach there. Um, so just also like, I mean, obviously, I don't have that experience as a soccer player, but to be able to be that bridge and, and navigate that for them, um, I, I take a lot of pride in that. And I just think that that's really cool that I, I'm blessed with this opportunity um, to be able to, to help and advocate for my fellow student athletes um, to really help keep keep the finger on the pulse of what's going on and, and, and just use my knowledge and what I can um, to help communicate that with the higher ups. It is definitely a really, a really cool thing to, to be able to be a part of. So I'm going to have you step out of your comfort zone because you're a give everybody else credit type of person. But what are you most proud of, whether it be something that you advocated for or you felt like you raised awareness for or you as a group were able to accomplish in your time in that group? Yeah, I would say um, it was two summers ago. This was prior to. So this was right in the beginning of NIL. Um, there was a, a group of us, the larger group came together and decided that, and it was actually funny, Commissioner, Ch Commissioner Phillips of the ACC, he he gave our group a charge to, to write a letter to Congress, um, just asking for some guardrails on the oh NIL, gosh. the NIL <laughs> landscape and what that looks like. And so just being a part of those conversations um, where we're really able to, to help those in Congress, members of Congress who aren't experiencing what we do every single day, but just to prov to give them some background and, and some student athlete, um, just, just, just shine light on our experience a little bit more as they're the ones that are making these laws, right? So just being able to, to kind of explain to them our, our view and, and where we come from and, and how, what, how their decisions are going to impact us. Um, I think that was definitely one of the coolest I would say conversations that I've definitely been a part of. Um, and then on the women's basketball oversight committee within the NCAA, um, I've kind of seen this. So this year they're actually introducing um, the new, the new tournament, the WBIT, which is like the, the new, the, it's going to be essentially um, the equivalent to the men's NIT, which will now be sponsored by the NCAA. Um, so I was able to be a part of those converse, conversations from the beginning of that. So to have that um, be, be, um, happening and taking place for the first time this year that, that that'll be a really cool event and i'm glad that women are able to receive the same opportunity that the men's side is able to experience with the nit so i think i've had so many valuable experiences but it's really cool to to be a part of these conversations at that level so we're going to move into our rapid fire segment they're never rapid um, okay we've had this title for a long time so we're just we're just sticking with it but my first question for you is if you could have dinner with four people dead or alive, who would they be? Oof. Okay. It's a tough question. This is a very tough question. I would have to say Michelle Obama, Kobe Bryant. I would say... Hmm. I'm going to go with Ooh. Beyonce. Okay. And I'm going to go with hmm. I'm going to go with Shanae Gumake. That's okay. my group. Solid group. Solid group. 
It's, it's then, all over the place, but I need, I need lots of conversation to happen at this dinner. Who's paying? Ooh, that's a great question. If I can handle it, I, I would, I would, <laughs> I would carry the bill for everybody. Okay. Okay. And then depends on what they order though. <laughs> Spotify, Apple music. What are you listening to before basketball games? I I'm Apple music. That's, that's my, um, my platform. I've really been on my gospel wave. I know that sounds funny, but that's what, that's what really like gets me in just like a a state of peace. Like I Mm -hmm. I really need to feel like connected and locked in. Um, and just like, like having that moment to like express gratitude for the moment that I'm in. I think this fifth year has come and gone. It's, it's, it's going really fast. And so I'm just trying to be where my feet are and just be really uh, grateful and appreciative um, for the opportunities that I've been given this year, because so far it's been an incredible year. So I'm definitely in my my moment of gratitude. But I do love I do love R and B. Um, I do love some rap. Lil Baby, he's probably he's probably my favorite rap artist. Um, love some SZA. So I, I can mix it up on you. All over the place. Yeah. Right, so we're going from Kirk Franklin to uh, yeah. the baby. Okay. Or Lil yes. Baby. <laughs> um, who is the most impactful person that you've met at Virginia Tech who does not is not associated with the basketball team? I like this question. Okay, so not in my bas- in the basketball in the basketball world. world. Nope. Ooh, okay. I would have to say my SAC peers that I've gotten to meet um through throughout that group. I mean, it's been hard because once we're in season, I haven't been able to make a ton of meetings, but there's some there's some really awesome individuals um and awesome student athlete leaders that are in the SAC group. Um they're they're always like smiling faces. We're always, they're always keeping us on our toes, but um, I really like to get to know other student athletes um, on campus outside of basketball, which has been a lot of fun. Are you one of the, are you part of the clan that goes over to the women's lacrosse games when you get a chance or which, uh, which, which uh, games have you been able to make it out to? So I haven't been to lacrosse games. I was able to experience football games this fall. That was absolutely they're, they're pretty fun. Oh yeah. my goodness. Like I obviously coming from Wake, like the football games were fun, but it's nothing like the experience of a Hokie Nation in Lane Stadium. Wow. Like, I will never forget it. And I'm definitely going to come back as an alum for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I went to some volleyball games as well. I need to go to some spring sports. But I, I've heard that softball, there's really good Philly cheesesteaks. Um, so I'm going to have to go check out a softball game. <laughs> there you go. There you yeah. go. You see in the transfer, you see in the transfer portal, a lot of folks don't get to experience because they are doing online classes and literally yeah. all they do is their sports. That's awesome that you're branching out. Love to hear that. Mm-hmm. Pat Finn. He wants to know, can you rank your teammates in order of best court swag to worst court swag? <laughs> oh, okay. Everybody or, or just give just- me like the, the top of the top of the line. And then maybe okay. they need some improvement. Okay. Georgia Amor, she's she she knows how to put on a show. Um, I love her celebrations. She always knows. Um, she be talking sometimes, and I love that. Like in, in practice and games, like she she she's she definitely has some some court swag. And then I would say at the bottom of the list, probably gonna be Clara Strack. Love her to death. But it's funny, like we'll be we'll be on drill, like we'll be doing drills in practice, and Coach Brooks is like, Claire, like you got to be more intimidating, like you, you have like all the size and length, like you got to make them feel you, like he's like, so you got to roar, and like he'll make her roar, and 
the sound that comes out of her mouth, like it is the funniest thing, like how big and tall and long and, and mean she could be. Like we really have to pull it out of her. So we got to get Claire Strack some, some more court swag, but I'm sure it'll come over the years. <laughs> Roaring lessons. I remember my my grandfather had a dog that didn't bark and he would get on the floor and try to teach the, the dog how to bark, <laughs> which is kind of weird. People don't like when their dog barks, but maybe that's what we need to do this off season. It's roaring With lessons. Right. Yes. Um, any pregame routines? Do you set your socks out a certain way? Do you have to do something before you get out there? Any weird pregame routines or a teammate that you have that has a really odd pregame routine? I mean, I'm, I'm a pretty routine person. I would definitely say that. Like I'm definitely, I'm having like the same order. Like I'm taking my pregame nap before um, going in, getting ready, ankles tape. I'm already fully dressed, like um, ready to go. I would say I'm always saying a prayer during the national anthem. That's my pregame routine for sure. Um, and I would say that that's that's pretty it. Pretty much it. I don't know about any other teammates. We always have like the same songs that we listen to as a team um, before the before pre like before we go out there on the court. Um, but I would say we all kind of do our own thing to get prepared. So. What about the best lesson that sports have taught? I've I've really given you some tough questions, but you have. Uh, I, I have. I'm I'm reading through them. I've given you some tough questions. Uh, what is the best lesson that sports has taught you? I actually love this question, and I always say like I'm like maybe I should write a book one day because I think this question is so the like the answers are are never ending. Um, I am completely grateful for everything that sports has has allowed and provided me within this lifetime. Um, I think some of the most valuable things I've learned is how to handle adversity. I think that that's a given and, and we, we have to do that on the fly and, and all the time and in different ways too. Um, I would say how to communicate effectively. Um, and that goes both ways, right? Learning how to listen. Um, I would say learning how to manage my time effectively has been a big one. Um, learning how to take and receive feedback. That is a one, one of the biggest lessons I think I've learned. Um, and I would say learning how to be a good teammate. So those are my, my core lessons, but I'm grateful for every single one of them. And I'm hoping that the lessons that I've learned within this journey, I, I'm, I'm sure that they'll be they'll be needed and necessary um, for whatever comes next. So I have a feeling that you'll be in the sports world somehow post-graduation. This is my next question, but I'm going to leave you with a quote. Yeah. I had a uh, old coworker at Twilio. Her name was Sarah Boland. She played zero sports. I don't even think she watched the sports, but she would always say if anybody didn't handle feedback well, she would always tell them to their face and she would say, hey, just let you know, like feedback is a gift. And that is the best like backhanded, but also true statement that you can ever say to anybody. So, sure. and I think sports definitely teaches you that. And that leads me to the next question. What do you want to do whenever the ball does stop bouncing? Do you have something that you're interested in? I'll tell you when I was when I was your age, I had no idea what I was going to do. If you mm -hmm. asked me, I probably said, I'm going to be an awesome high school football coach and maybe <laughs> and maybe a gym teacher. Um, and you know what? I probably would have been, but life took me in a different direction. So um, what are you thinking about? That's incredible. Um, this question has been a very common one. <laughs> Everyone knows it's my fifth year and Liz and Kayla can definitely attest to this. This is a question we're asked a lot these days. Um, I'm not completely sure. I want to keep my options open. Um, playing overseas is definitely an option that I, I don't want to shut the door on quite yet. Um, so that definitely could be a viable option just to, to buy more time and, and continue to play the game that I love and to travel. I think that'd be a really cool opportunity. Um, but I definitely do want to stay within the sports world. Um, whether that's um, 
sports management. That's what my undergrad major was, was in sports management, um, whether that's at the conference level or the national level within the NCAA, um, or whether that's working in the NBA. I definitely want to keep all the, all those routes open. I love sports. I think the field is so broad and, and there's so many different opportunities within the industry. So um, I definitely want to use the the relationships and, and the networks that I've been able to build as my time as a student athlete and, and, and hopefully rely on them to kind of get me through this, this awkward question mark of a phase, but, but we'll see. And I'm just trying to enjoy this year um, where it is and, and where I am in, in this current moment, because it is flying by way too fast. <laughs> Uh, I'm not sure if you're on this bandwagon or not, um, but I'm sure you hear it all the time. Do you have a top three Taylor Swift songs? I'm not really a Swifty. I know that that's probably a very highly controversial statement to make. I I was a big Taylor Swift fan growing up, and then I think as I kind of grew up, I kind of like moved away from from being a Taylor Taylor Swift like a Swifty. I would say I I like I'm a fan of her. Um, I like her music, but I I wouldn't I don't I don't want to. I don't want to offend anybody by giving a top three because I'm, I'm not, I'm not all the way, okay. so, but I know my teammates are. So I, I love and respect her and, and I, and I love that they love her. <laughs> uh, favorite movie. Favorite movie. Unstoppable. My dad's going to laugh when he hears that one. That's a, that's a good movie. Um, I like the blind side. That's a good movie. And I would say love and basketball. Loving basketball is a good one. Mm-hmm. Loving basketball is a good one. Last rapid fire question. Most overrated thing in pop culture and most underrated thing in pop culture. So is there a song or a Netflix show that everybody loves that you don't? Or you already answered this and said Taylor Swift, not necessarily a Swifty. So what is right. your most underrated pop culture item? Underrated pop culture item. Hmm. I'm trying to think what's something that I love. This is a tough one. I don't know. I don't know if I have an answer. I'm going to have to think about this one. We can come back to it. Okay. Let me think about that one. Um, letters from the lunch pail. These are fan submitted questions. And uh, selfishly, I did submit the first one, but I love this. Okay. So uh, Caitlin Clark had the video about her breaking the record and her coach had all of the players come out to midcourt and basically asked the players to say their favorite thing about Caitlin Clark that had nothing to do with basketball. So I'm going to ask you, what is your favorite thing about your fellow seniors, Kayla, Liz, and Georgia, that has nothing to do with basketball? Okay, I love this one. I would say with Georgia is her humor. Like she is the funniest person. Like she's always gonna make the she's gonna make the room laugh. She's gonna bring the energy, and I absolutely love that. Um, with Kayla, I would say Kayla is like the most like down to earth. Like she is like just the sweetest soul. Um, she loves her dog and I love that. Like we all love Izzy. She's the best. Um, so she's just the sweetest. I would say, um, with Liz, I love how locked in and focused she is and outside of basketball aside, but just like how driven she is and everything she does. Um, I think that that's definitely going to pay off for her one day, um, because she definitely puts in the time to be great at whatever, whatever, whatever that may be. So. Albatross memes. What is your favorite ACC arena to play at outside of Castle and uh, Wake Forest gym? They wrote LJVM. I don't know what the abbreviation is for Wake Forest, but what is it? Yeah, your that is it. That's the Joel. Um, oof. I would say NC State is always a really cool place to play, especially when we're able to silence the crowd. And then that moment, that was so cool to, to, to beat them on their home floor. 
Um, UNC is always a crazy environment and it was so cool this year um, when we played at UNC to have almost, I would say, I wouldn't say more Hokie fans, but it was, it was a competition. It was a lot. The fans that showed up in that arena, it was the coolest, it was the coolest thing. So those are, those are two really cool places to play. Uh, White polar bear, which parts of your game that you added or improved on this year are you most proud of? I would have to say my on-ball defense. I think that definitely, it still has, like, there's so, there's so much room to improve still, but um, when I came in, I wasn't always too comfortable switching one through four. And I definitely have had to step up and, and be able to be more comfortable doing that. Um, just so we can write, like we can make the right reads and, and, and it, it works just with the di different defensive schemes that, that we, that we like to rely on. Um, so I would definitely say my ability to, to do that has grown and gotten better, still not perfect and a lot of room to grow, but that's definitely something that I'm most proud of is trying to become more comfortable in the perimeter. We talked about this the other night. I'm waiting for so you got the double the double uh, leg sleeve knee guards on. I'm waiting for like the Kevin Garnett court slap on the ground. I'm I need that down the stretch. I need one of those. So okay. We, we get you switched on to a one, and we got you out there. No, in no woman's land. I need a I need a court slap. There we go. <laughs> um, I like this one. So Hokey Dave, I'm gonna say a word. Okay. And then you respond with one word that comes to mind. Okay. So. Castle Coliseum on game day. Electric. Coach Brooks. Mastermind. Winning the ACC regular season. I would say deserved. That was tight. That was <laughs> Facing Wake Forest. Anxiety <laughs> and enter Sandman. You already said electric. Uh, oh. <laughs> Incredible. I don't even know. I like the chills, chills. That's my mm -hmm. word. Chills. Um, this was awesome. I really enjoyed this. My last question for you really is I, I ask everybody this, and in such a short time, you've had such a tremendous impact on this school and your teammates and your coaches and everybody. But how do you wish to be remembered by your coaches and your teammates and everybody that has watched you? Um, I, I know this isn't part of the question, but it has been it has been so cool for Virginia Tech to be at the epicenter of the growth and the overall expansion of women's basketball. Um, just it has been incredible to watch. I, I used to talk about this with the men's team all the time. When I first came to Tech, we would go from study hall to Castle because they wouldn't check tickets and bring our laptop and during a game sit there and do work because we were like, Oh, like we can go watch our men's team play Furman and there's going to be 200 people in there and we can kind of just hang out. And the women's game were exactly the same. And to see what it has turned into has been so incredible, but how do you wish to be remembered from your time at tech? Yeah, I think the, the growth of the game that you speak of is, is just the Testament. It's all the hard work that's, that's, been I guess showcased and highlighted and it's really cool to be a part of that now um because if you think even back to my freshman year so that's what four and a half years ago like it it wasn't even where it is now and just to see the growth it, it's just been just an incredible thing to to be a part of but as for my game I think I I just want to be I would say I want to be remembered as just just someone who is just a, a hard worker and and just goes and, and grinds through it like I think um even my journey this season 
bunch of up and downs. It hasn't been a linear path. Um, there was definitely a transition period and it wasn't the easiest transition. It was definitely hard. And I think I learned a lot about myself and, and, and definitely learned about how to grow and how to pivot and how to adjust and adapt. Um, but I think throughout that experience has just been putting my head down and keep, keep grinding, keep working and, um, just doing whatever I can to, to, to make an impact, even if it doesn't always show up, just, just, just trying to grind and do the little things. So I, th- I definitely think that's the way that I would, would, would want to be remembered. Olivia, it's been absolutely awesome. Wishing you best on the rest of your season. And we'll do this again soon and looking forward to getting you back in Blacksburg next fall. You're committed three, oh. four, five games next year. Who knows? <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much for having me. This has been awesome. Time to wander, tripping in the sand We smoke out windows, drink till we can't stand But I saw you dance like you want to in my head And all that she said is Oh, I know just what you're thinking Please don't go to sleep Trash my friend's place, wake up the next day Take a hit.